know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Okay, well, let's talk about Star Trek. Deep Space Nine. Ben, are you okay? You just lost it. No, just getting into... Show mode. Show mode. Uh, You know what? I watched the episode. I have no idea what it's even called. Oh, shit. I just looked at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until I just looked up the episode. It's kind of a lame title. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there right now. Yeah, but it kind of you know fits the episode. So you're saying lame title, lame it's a, episode? It's a little on no. the nose as far as the title. That's yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, regardless I get, of what you think about the episode, it's just kind of like what? It, it might as well have just been like that lady that we talked to that once. <laughs> Phone sex lady. I was hoping they were gonna get catfished. Uh-oh. Right, <laughs> but it didn't happen. She yeah, kind of did catfish him that once, and she's like, "Ah, she's dead." <laughs> I ate her. Now, according to Vulture, um, mm-hmm. which is some website, I don't know, they rated this the eighth best episode of Deep Space Nine. Which, what? what show are you fucking watching, buddy? It's, it's definitely top twenty for me. It's maybe the eighth best show of this season, but not of all, not of all time. I I, oh, I put Space it up there. Nine? No. Yeah. Like I said, top twenty. It's definitely my top twenty. It's a decent standalone. I'll I'll give it that for DS Nine. Like it's a pretty good one. Like if you you know wanted to get somebody to watch it, you could say like, here, check this one out because it doesn't really, it doesn't necessarily tie in with the story arc as much as some of the other ones. You know. I think that that you know the uh, beginning of season two, the circle. Those mm-hmm. episodes, those are good. Those are mm-hmm. better than this one. The uh, fall and retaking of DS9, that arc is better than this episode. The uh, one where Cisco dies and Jake sees him as an old man, that one's better than this one. Oh, God, I can't live through that again. The sci-fi writer episode is better than this Oh, one. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my yeah. number one episode. I don't, um, is, I don't think this is eight. Retrouble with Tribbles is better than this one. Yeah. <laughs> Retrouble. Um, the one where they go looking for Kalos' sword is better than this one. Mm. I probably put like, that on par with this one. You don't like Klingons, though, Ben. Oh yeah, that's right. You're, the one you're, where they hunt the albino—that one's better than this one. Uh, it was good. Uh, that the was one, a really good one. The one where they go on like the um, the Ferengi Magnificent Seven is better than this one. Yeah. It's a little derivative. <laughs> Jesus I mean, the Ferengi Magnificent Seven one's awesome, where they put the all team of Star together. Trek is derivative. Yeah. So I kind of the whole point of it. I kind of watch this. The episode. Magnificent Seven is derivative. If you want to look at it that way. Well, damn son, she just housed your shit. Okay, so I actually I didn't accident. I watched this episode out of order with you guys because I watched this several months ago, and then I watched it again this week. Because I was looking up something about Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, and it listed her Star Trek appearance, and I'm like, "Yo, what now? Deborah Wilson's from Mad TV. Why would she be on Star Trek?" And it said the sound of her voice, and I'm like, "Yo, oh, what really? now?" 
and that's Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. I didn't the, recognize oh, her voice. Neither did I. And but I she's went always, back and, like she she does a lot of different voices though. So. Yes. All right. All right, so I have the list from Vulture, okay? Oh God. And they have past tense part one and two. Um, that's where um, he goes back and Cisco is that dude in the year 300. Yeah, the Bell Riots. In San Francisco, the Bell Riots. That's better than mm-hmm. this episode. Four years from now. Oh, Whisper, Whispers. Um, let's see, this is many O'Brien, blah, blah, blah. Whispers is part of that tradition. O'Brien returns from an away mission to find his wife Keiko and his colleagues treating him with a strange suspicion. I don't remember, it's, I don't remember that. Mm, I remember this one. I just saw this one the other day, but I, I didn't see the ending, so I can't remember how it ends. Uh, duet is the first season of Deep Space That Nine. one's a good episode. Duet fleshes out some of the best characters in the series. This Cardassian guy pretends that he's, first he pretends he's a file clerk, so he doesn't get accused mm-hmm. of being a uh, uh, war criminal. And then he confesses to being a war criminal. But then it turns out he's not a war criminal, I think. So real quick on that one. um, They have the Magnificent Ferengi episode in here, which is one we just named. For the uniform? Yeah, because we forgot all the ones with, what's his name? With Eddington. Oh, that bastard. Sacrifice of the Angels is a good one. That's a great one. Yeah, Yeah, that's part of that whole arc where they they lose and retake DS9. Second skin, Kieran Arise is a complex woman, blah, blah, blah. Carice being kidnapped by the Cardassians. That one's giving, not that good. Uh, I'm just telling, impo- improbable cause and the Dias cast. Oh, the mm-hmm. Dias cast is good. Yeah. The way of the That's warrior. the one where they go and attack, uh, the Romulans and the Cardassians go attack the founder homeworld, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Pale Moonlight is a good one in the Pale mm-hmm. Moonlight. Uh-huh. The Visitor is better. So Far Beyond the Stars. Which one is that one? That's the, the sci- sci-fi science fiction writer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I don't think this one's the eighth best episode of Deep Space Nine ever, brah. The guy over on, I guess there's a, a YouTube channel called Trexpertise. Fuck that guy. Well, he talked about uh, terrorism uh, in Star Trek, and our girl Kira had to, you know, come up. And duet episode was definitely uh, brought up, but uh, it's actually a pretty good episode. I was going to talk about it uh, on my podcast. It is good. That guy. You have a podcast. That Cardassian guy chews up the scenery really well. He does. Yeah, the it's duets. Duets, yeah. One thing I, I did not, I, I think I tweeted about this. They were showing a lot of scenes from, from early DS9 and uh, seeing it in quasi HD on my television, the nose makeup. It's bad, yeah. It, it's really rough seeing HD uh, TNG when Ensign Row yeah. was there. Yeah, but to be fair, you'd be watching it all. You should have been watching it on a TV the size of your computer monitor. From so, across the room. Yeah, with sand in your eyes. At 360. Uh, ben, are you wearing a karate uniform? <laughs> this is my gi. Uh, That's a very thin robe. I, I don't wear a white gi because. It is his uh, evening gi. It's my <laughs> evening gi. You wear. It's I wear formal my. wear. So That's uh, that Koala Kai commercial totally stole our, stole our bit, by the way. Yes. I haven't seen that. I don't know how they could have done it since that episode was never recorded. Yeah. They totally, they totally did steal it. 
Everybody's stealing from fucking Dork Trek. That's, That's right. right. We the best. Yeah. The best. Um, so, yeah. So, this episode, Ben, you like it? I, I definitely like it. Tell us, so tell us what happens, then. You like it so much. Nerd. Okay. So, okay. First of all, there's a really good A and B story. And I think you kind of have to have the good A story or the, the Odo Kira B story to kind of take the, the load off of the, uh, the A story. Defined A story. See, now. Uh, Stephanie and I were talking about this. I didn't mean to cut you off as soon as you started no, talking, no. but that's kind of what I do on this show. That's what you did um, for. Totally, I'll do. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. The Narice Odo relationship just, it's a miss for me. Really? It's yeah. a miss. Yeah. It's a miss. Like, it just. But doesn't... I'm glad, at least in this context, it's not the folk, like, their relationship isn't the focus. Yes. It's kind of peripheral to what's going on in that story because it's, it really, it's really the relationship between odo and cork that's yes being, yes that's the main focus of it yeah. i yeah. like that one and episode where they first theater. initially like got together i don't know why i have i still have no idea why i can't i really can't defend it it's it's like watching reality tv i can't defend it okay. but i like it <laughs> <laughs> but everything else about the relationship has just been Mm, no, it seems, no it seems so forced yeah yeah like i thought the, the payoff on this was good but it was like you said it's more about cork mm-hmm. rather than odo it works there's kira. there's no way kira would be in love with odo i'm telling you he can probably shapeshift his cock into all kinds of but he's liquid though dennis he's not even like he can make it hard <laughs> he's, uh-huh. he's been a rock before he's been a chair <laughs> he's been a barrel I think he surprises her. He's like a sexy chair in her room, and she sits down and just starts getting pleased. Make it harder. (laughs) Can you make it any harder than that, Odo? I don't understand. How hard do you need me to make it? (laughs) But yeah, no, it's just that relationship just feels, it feels off. Hmm to me I, it feels forced by the show like it's been forced upon me because couples and i just don't I'm not i'm not buying it they don't like wharf and dax have an acceptable relationship to me for the show because they're not all fliggle giggle all the time and you know and that's all that that uh, odo and kira basically do whenever they they're in boyfriend girlfriend mode they're all like, oh, <laughs> let's go do some fun stuff. Well, to get to be fair, they're like Worf, a month old. Worf and Dax, but still, you know, like, then don't show it to us because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, Worf and Dax, they like talk about like how their day went and like problems they're having. And they try to help each other. With they're a married couple. It's different. Yeah, but I mean, new relationships. Even before they got married, kind of stuff. They dated for like six episodes before they got married. So, <laughs> I'm saying, move this along. No, I, just, see, I, I think though really you've got to think about how serious both uh, Nerese and uh, Odo are and like she never had a childhood she never got to have that fun part of her life where she could be carefree but why do we have to be punished for it and she's such a great character I just feel like she is a character who's been neutered by this relationship yeah. I don't know I, I watched this episode and I just seeing her smile. I I was like, you know, she I never I should, she never I, acted I, like that with Shakar or exactly you know, because Robo Vedic. He was handsome. That was all during that whole serious phase, and that's you know. See, I, 
I had to write Nanav Visitor a letter the other day and just say, hey, you know what? You did a great job on Star Trek DS9. Thank you for all that you do. Wow. I'll say this. <laughs> with Narice, they kind of, I feel like they neuter her character, but I think they do a good job of still keeping Dax, Dax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she still plays cards. She still hangs out in the bar. Like she still is doing like Dax stuff where Norris has been totally just like fliggle giggle turned into like a 15 year old girl. And it's. Yeah. Well, think yeah. about all the people that you actually know that like become a different person once they're in a relationship. You know, some people are just. Yeah. We don't want to be around those people either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> We, I, I know all four of us have Those made are the posts. worst people to be around. We have all four made posts on social media complaining about the people who get all flirty love love on social media. There, are, I know, I can think of two people I know that were together for a very long time, and I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the way we, we like it. And then when we were, it was like we did. We were ridiculous intentionally. To yeah. make fun of those people. Yeah. You were you were undercutting the situation by <laughs> how you were being over, you know, overboard with it. Exactly. Yeah. Like you guys went from zero to like George and Gracie like that. <laughs> like an old and married then zero couple. again. Yeah, and then zero. <laughs> and, 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 and then now, real life George and Gracie. Now Ben's a <laughs> queer Jew. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything disparaging. I tell you, the character arcs on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, so what, Odo? You You don't need a writer's room. Hey, Odo, you can turn into a champ. Big deal. Ben's a gay Jew now. Beat that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm explaining circumcision to Odo. Hold on. Shapeshift into that, buddy. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, none of us do, but it works for Ben. And he's happy, so that's all that matters. <laughs> God, I love you guys. <laughs> well, I love you guys, and that's the whole point. <sighs> so anyway, the Defiant picks up a, a distress call. <laughs> and uh, there's a Starfleet ship that's uh, crashed onto some planet for some reason because of science shit. And uh, the Genesis, what was the name there, of the ship? There are so many planets out there with mysterious force fields around them. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on out there? It, it's, it's rough, man. <laughs> rough. This is why we have Starfleet. But uh, it's just a one-way communication because we can't respond. And she's like, hey, if anybody's out there, you know, blah, blah, blah. It just keeps on. So Brian goes into, you know, engineer mode. And he's going to fix this. I'm going to engineer, engineer. But he just leaves, he leaves it on speaker while he's working on it, like he's on hold or something. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, that's, I guess, inspiration on one hand, but tormenting on another. For everybody else. Yeah. Well, it's something I've noticed is that people who, who are on Star Trek, and it just came to me a few years ago. One of the things I hate is when people use their cell phone like this and, you know, they put it on speaker and then they're just talking, they sit there and talk and I've got to listen to, it's bad enough I have to listen to half the conversation. Now I get the whole fucking thing and I don't care about either one of you, especially if I'm in a restaurant or something, for the love of God, just kill yourself and make the world a better place. And they all look so like nonchalant about it, like... And oh, it is yeah, so I'm rude. Like, oh, look at me, I'm a total douchebag. Like, but yeah, then it no. hit 
but it hit me. Everybody in Star Trek is doing this since the days of the first communicators. You flip that bad boy open and Maybe you have your conversation. We're in the infancy of that. Like it, that's going to start to become the norm slowly over time. No, because if you ever had a conversation with your Google Home or your, your Siri or something, that's what everybody does. Wait till we get our Google Com badges. Ooh, that'll be so fun. Oh my God. And so it's just, it's just, I was thinking about this and it's just like every time. So he, yeah, he's leaving it on the speaker. So he put it on speakerphone and it's stuck on mute and he's having to figure out how to unmute. And yeah. so we're all having to listen to this, you know, half of the conference call and it's bullshit. But he figures it out and he uses, you know, technology and he finally breaks through and uh, she responds and they can have a conversation now. And she was on a, the Starship Olympia. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it crashed when they scanned this planet, but they were on an eight-year mission. They'd left back in 2363, which was just before the launch of uh, the first season. of No, it was like the first season of TNG. Now, did they when, say what year that they left on their mission? No, but they said they... They were on an eight-year mission. Because see, this so. is the thing, and ah, so like that was, I can't understand. Yeah. about this is nobody looked it up. Exactly. Did nobody look up? Like, well, let's get some details on the USS. Olympia well, see, she didn't say space we, computer. We didn't. She, to be fair, we're just guessing twenty-three sixty-three because she didn't say. Hey, why the Defiant doesn't have access to Starfleet records? Yeah, I didn't think well, about yeah, that but either. She, but she didn't say. We've been gone for eight years. She said we were on an eight-year mission, and I've been on six-month missions that somehow became nine-month missions. So no, I understand that, but they—if they had looked up, oh, let's look up the Olympia service record, and they see yeah. that it left on this date, and it, yeah. you know, never reported back when it was supposed to be due back eight years later or whatever. That's true. Which yeah. was three. That, years that is that is definitely a hole in the plot possible but i think you could drive a fucking truck no I, it, it, <laughs> you can fly a starship through it. it's well you can't fly a starship through this one because it'll crash yes and uh so she's talking to o'brien all the rescue ships just keep crashing <laughs> calling o'brien so they uh they start sciencing it up there but her thing is that hey i'm down here it's a class l planet means it's got a heavy carbon dioxide atmosphere for losers yeah and I'm well, if you're stuck there you will be and so she's using a triox compound which was first discussed in the original series episode a mock time on vulcan when uh <laughs> oh, when yeah. spock All right. uh, when kirk has to fight spock and mccoy says he had to give him a triox compound uh spoilers it wasn't but anyway, so she's giving herself that. The doctor says, yo, you got to ration that shit. You're going to run out uh, and then you'll die. So start rationing it. We're on the way. And then she asks that they keep a comm channel open so she can, you know, not be fucking alone on this deserted planet where she's going to die. And she just talks and talks. And then she turns into Delilah where she's giving like love advice and relationship <laughs> advice. Yeah. Like, oh, you sound sad. I could tell that you don't like your girlfriend anymore because – you sounded more stressed out mentioning her than you did the war. And then she just becomes annoying. And you're like, welcome to love line. This yeah. is Captain Cusack. I'm here with Dr. Drew. Tell so us why, what's going on here. Are life. we coming to fucking rescue you? You know it all. If you're so fucking smart, get off this damn yeah, Why don't you call your brother John and have him save you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then while all this is going on back on the space station, um, 
your boy Quark is getting the uh, the old uh, he's getting it hard from Odo. Odo's are being a real stickler about all the details, and he can't have bar stools anymore. In the how do you not have bar stools? How is, is that illegal? This is usually a, a sign that somebody is has a very difficult life at home. Yeah. So I think him and Kira are going through something. I believe you. So then this is all happening, and then Kira comes in, and his whole attitude changes, and Quark is like, hey, man, if he's distracted, I can make some fucking money. So he cooks up this scheme to, like, sell some crystals to some Nausicaan, which is just awesome. No, don't fuck it, with Which must be crystal meth. Yeah, it's got to right? be crystal meth, yeah. But then it's he space goes, those guys movie. are basically space biker gangs. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. It's like space sons of anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they rule so hard. Yeah. <laughs> they just fucking stab people in the chest and like get all amped on crystal meth. Then you got a synthetic heart and you don't know what to do with it. They basically live in space Kentucky. That's what the plan <laughs> is. It's just space Kentucky and they're up there doing Nausicaan shit. And so Quark is going to sell him some stuff, but he's got to keep Odo occupied. So he just kind of, oh yeah, hey, it's your one month anniversary with kira and when you're a high school kid and it's your one month anniversary it's a really big deal yeah yeah because that's that's one month is a big percentage of your life at that point yeah and odo doesn't know any of this because he was jelly and he's never been in a relationship before so he's all excited so he so quark starts feeding him all this bs about like hey man you got to go all out you got to do some big stuff for your one month anniversary so he starts helping odo plan this anniversary all this to distract him so he can sell some crystal meth yeah and jake is just writing it all yeah that's what gets me is he, he trusts jake to write all this down it's just like no we yeah go ahead and follow me around boy you're good but if anything sees print i will kill you well jake gives him a good story he's like look man i'm writing a book it's not going well the characters aren't believable so i need Follow someone around who's all. I need to find follow a real dirt bag. Yeah. Find out his motivations. Yeah. Real, real piece of shit, scoundrel, criminal, jerk. Who you calling fuzzy looking? Basically, <laughs> is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. The B story is much cooler than the A story. You think? Oh yeah. I like the A story. And well, are we getting it mixed up? Which one I is the A story? The A story is the lady is Space Delilah. Okay, yeah. I like her. I like that. Well, here's the thing. Is that like if if the B story wasn't there, I would have gotten kind of tired of her shit too. Well, it's easy to get tired of because you, you just wait until they meet her and you're thinking, okay, what's going to – is she – is she uh, an alien trying to trick him to kill him? Is she... Yeah, is she Bart Simpson in the bottom of a well? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a hole in my heart as deep as a well. <laughs> Here's the thing, and maybe I'm just being a judgy asshole, but yes. she would go from, like, please help me, come save me, or whatever, to just being kind of like, kind of a jerk. Yeah. Like, are you even listening to me right now? Like, she's just like the overbearing girlfriend, like, within well, uh, a couple of days. No, because that, that whole thing with Julian, though, where he's just like, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, he's got stuff to do, man. I he told you that bitch crazy. He's a Starfleet <laughs> officer. He's got a job to do on this ship. Ben, you yeah, did that but- to me for, like, seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Look how that turned out. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, she was kind of a jerk. She had her moments. That's where I thought like she was just some weird flighty alien teenager who's doing this for attention or something. Like I was trying to figure out what's the angle here. Remember the episode where Data accidentally contacts this the little girl? Yeah, the pen pals one. Yeah, the pen mm-hmm. pals. Ooh, I hate that. It, it, it could have been the sequ- <laughs> it could have been sequel to that episode. It wasn't that Tawny Katane or something? No, uh Fuck, I can't remember her name. Here, let me look it up. But, you know, so it's her all grown up now, you know, eight years later. And so she's doing the same thing again. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm a captain trapped on a planet. You should come save me. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The weird face kid. Yeah. With the I fingers. These, I think these episodes were directed by the same guy. Really? Wine Rick so-and-so. Wine Rick Coble. Mm. The that's Lord of Coble. Hey, how you doing? Weinrich Koble. Nice to meet you. Yeah, he must be your go-to guy for, pert, you know, damsel in distress over on the radio. Directed by the same guy. Is it really? Wow, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So that makes sense. Same Does he have like a weird fetish then for like? Phone sex? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, he's he's directed on Twenty Four, Knight Rider. All of his episodes on Twenty Four are this episode. Yeah, they just involve someone in a different room. On I really would like to know if that's what he. uh, No, because I've seen his name a few times for Star Trek, but it's just weird that you guys mentioned the episode Pen Pals, and he's the director of both of them. Yeah, that is kind of weird. But then the episode of Magnum PI, there was the young lady who was trapped in a diving bell off the coast of Hawaii, and they could only talk to her through the the radio while Mm -hmm. Magnum was trying to find her and save her. And then when he got there, she'd run out of air and die. I feel like he's got is like a weird fetish or something. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, God, if it is, I'm going to be insane. So he does have a, a film he directed called The Ice Planet. Mm-hmm. And this movie uh, is about this crew of this ship that crashes on a planet. And? I mean, they don't, they don't have to call back to anybody, but they oh. have to survive on this Yeah. Planet I was kind of hoping for the call back. He's got he's got some issues going on there. Maybe maybe Ice Planet could have been like the reverse of this episode. So the crew crashes and they call out for a starship mm-hmm. to help them. And so we get it from the crew's perspective as they slowly die. And at the end, the crew shows up and they've already been dead. He directed uh, All Good Things, the last episode. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And he also did uh, Caretaker, the first Voyager episode. Okay. So, I mean, he's done. Like he, oh. I, I, I know the name because I know he's a very big – he's dead, God rest his soul. I know he's a very big – like he's done episodes across all the series. I just didn't realize, yeah. I guess, the ones that he did. But it's just weird that these two episodes, which kind of have a similar theme, have the same director. Yeah, Janeway uh, – not Janeway, but uh, Kate Mulgrew definitely talked very positively about him in the uh, – what yeah. do you call that? that uh, book. The, the book we read. We gotta read that. I want to oh. read that again. It was yeah, really we definitely cool. gotta read it again and then discuss it. You got yeah. time. <laughs> it was it was a really enjoyable read, and it wasn't like a real book because it was just like you're reading, like just clips of quotes. So now you read the actual paper book, though, didn't you? Yes. Oh, see, and I did the audio book. Okay. And it was very distracting for me because. The mispronunciation, I know. The mispronunciation, yeah. <laughs> I, was trying, I, I was so distracted by them, I couldn't remember what that word was. Star Trek. 
Kyra Nyris. Well, then it's like listening to this podcast sometimes because I mispronounce everybody's names. Well, initially, but then you get, right, you boob. <laughs> boob fronts. Tiny zeal. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. Similar themes, but whatevs. So, yeah, yeah, so all this is going on and yada, yada, yada. And he gets him all set up and... She's, she's losing her air. Give, give her back her air, Kohagen. People need the air. Kohagen, she needs her air. <laughs> and so the doctor comes in and he's like, oh, shit, she's running out and she's only got like two days left. We got to get there. But we're three days away. So they come up with a way to make the ship go faster. Make the ship go faster so Kohagen can give her back her air. <laughs> and the way they do it is that they... Uh, increase the structural integrity field so the ship won't shake apart because as we know from the first introduction of defiant it is an engine with guns and then there's some place for crew yeah. we need to increase the ship speed so let's make some field to give her back her air cohagen it's a so, uh, it's a spaced a10 yeah like the a10 is the the air force like small gunship that's basically built around this gatling gun it's the hey, it's captain greatest- marvel it's Captain Marvel. <laughs> the greatest Air Force ship, uh, Air Force craft in service that I think I could just look at right away and go, awesome. Yeah. They always, now, uh, was it when they do a full, like when they fire at like, you know, just lay on it, they actually slow the aircraft down because the force of, of the shells are pushing it back, the, the recoil. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think it's like 30,000 rounds a minute. Is Sounds about right. Well, no, it's the same thing that we have on the ship for our anti-missile. For the, uh, it's a Vulcan cannon. It's just oh, a, yeah. an insane Gatling gun because we have R two D two with a hard on, yeah. and it's, it's you know because it's this white dome with the radar system, and then the the Vulcan cannon sticking out of it. And if the radar picks up something moving toward it, it just and uh, yeah. There's a lot of urban legends about the the A ten about how it can fly with. A quarter one of a wing. One and a half wings. And I heard it could lose a quarter of a wing and still land. Yeah. Well, there was a uh, uh, a lady I went to the Air Force Academy with. She was a couple of years ahead of me, but mm-hmm. in Iraq, I actually saw her when I was there, and she was she flew a mission and she got shot mm-hmm. and like lost all hydraulic power. Well, her like, or the aircraft? The aircraft. Okay. I mean the. Like all hydraulic power or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. was lost from the plane and she was still able to fly it back and land at the at the base. And this this plane was shot to shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's amazing. they're just they've always been my my favorite aircraft, period. I mean, and I'm definitely of the mind that the Navy is better than any of the other services. That's, you know, just me. But that's the most badass aircraft I've ever seen. And it's also a pretty cool uh, Cobra aircraft. So, yeah, the Cobra Rattler. Yep. I always wanted that one. But the, oh man, because it was the one that had the uh, vertical takeoff and yeah, like the it was the a wings. cross between the A10 and the Harrier, right? <laughs> and I couldn't once I got old enough to actually see an A10 like on the Air Force Base. It was just like it, there, there's no fucking way. Yeah. I mean, those for the wings to turn and yeah, no. That wasn't happening. Oh, my God. So good times. Good times, good food. Longhorn Steakhouse. 
the Redneck Steakhouse. The CEO of Longhorn Steakhouse has said that he will just not take a salary uh, so that they can keep paying their frontline servers during this crisis. You know what? Say what you will about that place. And I have a lot to say. That's (laughs) quality. It's not the best steak you'll ever have. But it's not the worst. It's not not the worst. It's and it's a good price for what the hell you get. It's like Olive Garden, you know. You don't go there because you like really good Italian food. You go there for, you know, it's a so and so of Italian food, and that's like a so and so of a steak place. But the thing is, I don't like the the atmosphere of the Texas Roadhouse. Like, I don't like when they start dancing and shit. They start dancing. You've never. I guess you've never been there, or you've never been there at the wrong time. It's time for the line dancing. Yeah. That's the place with yeah. the, the peanut shells on the floor, right? Well, they can't One do them, that yeah. anymore. Whoa, hum. I love the band. Uh, yes. You got a hum. Oh, here, oh. hang on. Noise. Now it's gone. Oh, now it's back. Now it's back. Here, hang on. Now it's gone. Whoa. Watch, he's coming back. back. Yep. There it is. Is the hum still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Every time you do something, it keeps cutting in and out, though. Are you touching something? No. I just took, I put it on mute. Well, I put the microphone on mute while I pulled the cord out of it. Is it still there? It sounds like an A-10 shooting wait, somebody. Wait, wait, It's gone now. I don't hear anything. All right. Oh, there it is. Lightly in the background. Like, if we all stop talking. What if that's my kid's yeah. fish tank? It's getting very quiet now. It's going away. I don't know. Let's have to fight. Is it bad? Tinnitus. No, now, now it's not so bad. It got. It was really bad, but now it's it's just very subtle. Right. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Just going to fuck with people's heads. Fine. That's the whole plan, right? Mm-hmm. We have a, a conference room that is very close to where the air conditioning units are on the roof or something. I don't, I'm not really sure the mechanics of this. But when everything's running, it sounds like you're in engineering on the old, like what they would make a science fiction, like what the old Star Trek should have sounded like. So you just have this thrumming of this. So I'm like, it's like we're right next door to engineering. This is awesome. But anyway. So... So they've got to get there faster. They uh, take some of the energy from their phaser reserves to make this, uh, the uh, inertial, not the inertial, the structural integrity field stronger so it can go faster. And they go to nine point whatever to get there in two days instead of three. It's going to be a race down to the minutes. Um, Meanwhile, um, Odo is disappointed because he finds out Hey, I've got everything set up for for Saturday night. While uh, while uh, well, no, Quark is upset because Odo's going to be in the the hollow suite Saturday night. So my plan is to make my sale on Saturday night. Everything's perfect. Crystal meth sale. Yeah, got Gus is coming in from uh, from Mexico. Look at me, Quark. <laughs> Gus is coming in from Mexico. It's going to be great. And then uh, Odo comes out of the hollow suite. He's like, I want to use this one and I'm going to do it Sunday because as I, re- <laughs> I remember that the first date was, it ended very badly. What now? And our first kiss was the next day. What'd so you say? I'll be huh? here Sunday. 
So, so reserve like for somebody who doesn't even know what the fuck is going on with anniversaries, he sure got a lot of opinions all of a sudden. Yeah. See, my thinking is when he was in the Hollow Suite, he was talking to Vic mm. and having Vic kind of give him some, yeah. Come on. And Vic was like, hey, baby, you don't want to go swinging on that first date night. It was real uncomfortable. Remember, you thought she was a computer machine. I don't no. even want to remember. You want to do that on that other swing at night, the first time you guys locked lips, remember? Yeah, oh, I'll I sing totally think about that all the time. Scooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> time tunnel. Yeah. But, then, but uh, so now Quark is just like, well, that's it. I can't call the guy back because he changed his number as soon as they hung up. Yeah. So He had a burner, a space burner. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. He hung up and just broke it in half. Yep. It's like Tom Brady, son. Huh? But anyway, um, so now the dude's on, you know, going to come here, and as soon as he gets to Deep Space Nine, uh, what was in the timeline? It was like uh, he'll be here. Uh, well, that next day it was like he'll be here in fifteen minutes. Uh, five minutes later, he'll uh, get, arrest. get arrested. Five minutes after that, he'll mention my name. Five yep. minutes after that, Odo will be here to arrest me. Yep. Twenty-five minutes later, I'll be in jail. Um, so this is like an episode of Twenty-Four. Yeah, here's here's to failure. Tick, and, yay. Tick, tick, but then Odo transforms from like a box into himself, and he kind of hears this whole thing, and then decides to change the plans. Yeah, because so, Odo was talking about how I mean, uh, Quark was talking about how he'd always been there for uh, Odo, and it, it really pushed to make this thing work for him. And here's my theory: Quark knew. You think? I I want to I want in my heart to think that that Quark actually knew. You would think was, by this point Quark is pretty good at spotting Odo when he's hiding. Uh, you know that's like a point. But Quark like brags about his shit when he does something like that. Like he'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. I knew that the whole time. Yeah. But if he knew, he would be telling Jake like, I know what's up. And that's the main reason. That's the only hole in my plan is that he didn't brag to Jake. Maybe he did later. In the episode that we wanted to see, uh, but uh, meanwhile, back on uh, Defiant, they get to the planet. She has run out, and she's gonna. She's like passed out from the carbon dioxide uh, poisoning, and they've got it. It's like you've got forty-five minutes to get down there, and we can't beam down because you'll turn into twin Rikers or some shit. Twin you know, what are you gonna do? And it's like, well, we can we can take a shuttle pod. It's like, I don't think a shuttle pod could stand the stresses. And it's just like, well, damn it, I'm a good pilot. Let's go anyway. And oh, by the way, O'Brien and uh, Doctor, you come with me. And they're like, wait a minute. I'm the, what? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to think that that, uh, that transporter malfunction that created Thomas Riker, uh -huh. is, it just happened to be Will Riker that was, it happened to that time. But uh -huh. if that ever happened to anybody else, it would also create another Will Riker. <laughs> That's how much we're yeah, Will Riker. It didn't matter who it was. Like it's, it's, just, a, it's a flaw in the programming. <laughs> they don't know how it happened. It's a bug. Yeah. It's like at work um, in my Outlook calendar, there's this one guy's uh, birthday and his anniversary, right? He's been on the contract for like, I don't know, 15 years. And I originally had a, a my initial calendar was given to me by someone like to import the contacts and the calendar and stuff. And this guy's birthday and anniversary was on it. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know that guy, whatever. So we got a new computer system a few years later. 
and that guy's birthday and anniversary, like before I imported any of my stuff, those two things were there. So now I'm going to a completely new company with a new computer system. I look in the guy's birthday and his anniversary of the first few days. And I'm like, is this, and it's not like a Microsoft thing, right? Because he doesn't, he's just some dude that works for me or with me on this contract. So it's just like, what the hell? Uh huh. But uh-huh. for 12 yeah, years. It's crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. So they've got 45 minutes to get down to the planet. They take the shuttle pod down. They uh, fly down. They get there. No, there's no life forms. She's but, dead. Uh, but uh, they've got the wreckage and await oh, this way. And they get over there. And there's the corpse. Dead. Dead, 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 dead. She's been dead for like three years. Dead, dead, dead. Three years, two months, and, and some number of days. Like I knew we shouldn't have stopped dead. for snacks. It just took too long. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's dead. I dead, need dead. my Slim Jims. <laughs> I need my Andy Caps hot fries. <laughs> so they're like, well, we're going to take her back and uh, give her a proper funeral. Well, the thing is, I mean, why does Andy Cap have uh, the corner corner of the market on hot fries? I don't know, but why? his hot fries are good as shit. That's bro. the best ones, but why? Yeah. Aren't there uh, Cheetos hot fries now? Yeah, yeah, but those are white trash. I've, <laughs> those are just hot. I've Cheetos. never had them. They're just Look, hot Cheetos. They're not hot fries. Yeah. This is, this is the quality shit right here. Like Takis Fuego. Oh, I haven't seen. Andy Cap is a. Uh, comic strip about spousal abuse basically <laughs> drunken spousal abuse yeah. drunken english spousal, spousal abuse yeah. how is this I mean, still a they're comic they're both in abusive by the way it's not about he's oh, a yeah. wife beater or whatever she is also very abusive she's beating him with like skillets and shit yeah <laughs> but when they fuck it's real hot though why why don't we see those panels <laughs> that's in the sundays yeah. <laughs> you pay big money for those things handicap after dark but the thing is, um, she's dead, but the explanation they give is A, far-fetched, and B, accepted way too quickly. Yeah. Well, they I know what happened. It would have been better if they were like, it was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like she put her... Ghost. I would have accepted ghost. I thought that maybe she had uploaded her entity into the computer machine or something because there was mm-hmm. a computer machine sitting there. I thought that, but the fact that they were like, Oh, yeah, it was all the weird particle waves that went back and forth into the future. What? There's, okay. a, uh, there's a Voyager episode in the first season that's no. similar to this. <laughs> no, it was Dennis. directed by the no. same guy. <gasps> was it? What? Um, so, yeah, so it's just like the, the, the particle beams or whatever. Let's see if the, it was. The interference sense the messages back and forth and that shit was wax and i was like no nah. and they were just like oh yeah yeah that's it. okay but here's the thing this is what how many years of star trek have you watched at this point if you're if you've been watching this all the way through you you've you're probably like on year nine or eight or nine well this is 98 when this came out star trek came out in 87 so you're on year 11 you're not gonna believe this oh no shit that episode was directed by this guy <laughs> what <laughs> That's really weird. Hey, Whoa! <laughs> Eye of the Needle. Directed oh by my God. Rick Colby. That's so weird. Oh. I mean, I will say, of all the bullshit explanations, this mm-hmm. is one of the better ones. 
But like I can, I can be like, okay, I guess. I mean, I'll take this one over, over random energy light beams because that was the mm-hmm. that was like the default go to on TNG it was like, oh, it was just a random energy light alien beam that we'd never seen before that was causing all this. They got on our ship through all our. <laughs> it reprogrammed our computers and, yeah. and just left a pee. Made everybody pregnant too. That's it's crazy. Weird. But yeah. Um, and then meanwhile, back on DS9, uh, uh, Odo shows up with Kira on Saturday night. Cause dressed, to, dressed to the nines. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're going back to the 1920s and see uh, rampant disease and a crashed uh, economy and... Uh, that Yay! Wasn't, that wasn't until 1929, Ben. Oh. They went to the fun part. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, they both kind of have like a gotcha moment here where Odo's like, uh, you know, Quark is like, it worked, it worked. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win. I beat him. I beat him this time. Mm-hmm. They go up the stairs and he has like, I'm going to let him have this one. Which is a cute moment between the two. I'll let his drug deal go through. It's but Jake, Just this one. Jake walks out with Quark. So does that make Jake an, an accessory to this drug deal? No, 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 no. Bob, you of all people need to know this. He's a writer. <laughs> He's doing research. Okay, okay. No, because he totally uh, backed Quark's play in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Quark's like, oh, you need to do a one-month anniversary. And Oda's like, no, I don't need to. And he looks over at Jake, and Jake's like, yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, so Jake... Well, he didn't, no, Jake was more like not deny. The the one that he was backing his play <laughs> was when uh, Quark is on the phone with Nausicaan guy, and Odo comes out of yeah. the uh, hollow suite, and Jake is like, tap, 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 hey. You know, kind of gets his attention yeah. to let him so know. So what you're saying is Jake is an accessory at this Jake point. Jake is into uh-huh. deep. <laughs> Jake is deep cover. He's, he's part of the criminal Brasco. organization. Yeah. yeah. I think he's still. I think he's a journalist. It, Which would be an interesting turn for his character if he like becomes like some kind of petty a master criminal. Yeah, because <laughs> it's Nog, he hung out with Nog too much. Well, Nog goes the other way, and then they they like split. And what's that movie name? Uh, I, I Departed. Know. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Uh, it happens in season eight, but then they have the funeral, and then. You know, they talk, they have like an Irish funeral where everybody's saying nice things about this person. And, and then foreshadowing. Julian says, oh man, you know, I really love all you guys and I should say it more often and I'm sorry. And then Miles is like, hey, we should all be pals. And like, we, sh- you know, we're not always going to be here. So one yeah. day one of us is going to be missing. And, you know, I don't want maybe very soon. One maybe of us next won't be week. Here <laughs> I le- I had to look and see when that episode was coming up. Oh right. shit! Oh, next week. Okay, yeah. great. Well, next week is the season finale of season six. God, yeah. spoilers, you guys. We didn't tell hey, you. We, we knew Worf was going to die from the time he showed up, so yeah. it's fine. So so yes, yeah, so it was very. Con- this is a very convenient. See, they would episode. they would tease this next episode by saying. Deep Space Nine, and then slash out the nine and make it an eight. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna make it? No, Dennis. No, that, that that's not. No, that's not it. Yeah. It's not. That's not the number are of there, people. Are there, isn't it? <laughs> I, just, I, 
what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to kill somebody's friend like they did on that 90210 episode yeah. when uh 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 Brian Austin Green his friend shoots himself cuz they're like it's a death on 90210 but it's like the loser friend guy who was a Lakers fan <laughs> he died cuz they played with a gun remember yeah. that can't be a loser yeah. man they were, he was he was Brian Austin Green. Sure, he wasn't friend. a Clippers fan. No, he was a Lakers fan. I remember that, and I remember they were boys. But then, like Brian Austin Green's character, whatever his name is, I can't remember on the show. He got accepted into the cool kid crowd, but the other guy didn't. And then, right, so there was himself. A, there was no. There was a gun yeah. violence episode, and they were playing with the gun, yeah. and it went off, and he died. So he technically killed himself. No, it was an accident, Ben. Well, yeah, but he didn't get shot by somebody or brian austin green knew his secret he knew brian austin green's secret so he killed him <gasps> he's like you know that i'm a terrible rapper and now <laughs> i'm gonna kill you i mean that's a decent reason you know i'm really white if megan fox ever finds out she's never gonna marry me so then i'm gonna shoot you make it look brian austin green was on uh the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor. Hello, Sarah Connor. As uh, he played a uh, fu- guy from the future. I heard that oh. show was really. I heard the Sarah. I heard that show was good. I liked it. It's a very memorable part. The very last episode, though, they kind of jumped the shark. Which is what happened with uh, Enterprise. Dun, 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 right. But it wasn't canceled at this point. Oh. Uh, then after they like saw they were episode. setting it up to. I mean. They, they were setting it up that John Connor was, was going to be taken to the future by this uh, liquid Terminator lady who Ooh. was played by... Hello, uh, I'm liquid Terminator. The lead singer of Garbage. The lead singer of Garbage is a Terminator lady. Wait, <laughs> Shirley um, Manson is her name. Yeah, Shirley Manson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was very good in the show, by the way. She's a Terminator liquid person. Yeah. But it was just like, what are you guys doing? No one got canceled. <laughs> we should have made the more popular female singer a terminator lady nah, maybe Ju- maybe jewel would have been good as a terminator sarah mclaughlin she could sing sad songs while she's killing people <laughs> i will remember you i just want wings of the angel while she's just like blasting through people just... wings of the angel the, in- the indigo girls are terminators the main bad guy Terminator in that show was uh, Garrett Dillahunt. And he was just got, like, I didn't know who he was when I first saw it. He, he the name in, sounds uh, familiar. He's been in everything. He's, he's, the he's been in Law and Order several times. Ketchup family. The, the hunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I trust me, if you look him up, you'll, you'll know his uh, face when you see him. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, he was just kind of weird in that whole show. I'd never seen him before, but that, that's kind of the same, like, emotionless acting that he does in every single role that he has <laughs> he didn't say he didn't talk like that though uh, i think every terminator does though and the girl from uh from whatchamacallit the nathan Fillion show the rookie oh, Castle. No, no, the, the 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 the, the uh, firefly firefly yeah. yeah it's the crazy girl that knew kung she fu was, she was uh john connor's protector best friend hello john con i'm here to protect you yeah glow hello yeah I'm, summer summer glow summer, summer glow i'm to protect and, you uh, john connor 
and the the queen from 300 was Sarah Connor. Oh. Lena Headey. Hello, I'm Lena Headey. I'm Sarah Connor. Yeah. It was a good show until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. As most shows are. Like Picard. Oh, I haven't seen Uh, it. I don't know about that. (laughs) Dennis, you don't think it's been good at all? I've loved every minute of it. Man, it's no discovery. Oh, no. No. That's what, yeah. They're, they're banking on a lot of nostalgia power. Yeah, on this. I, yeah. but the, the nostalgia. And I needed only, it right now. The nostalgia only lasted me three episodes. Like, that was it. I'm like, eh, I need something new here. I don't want to see yeah. some old man there, going some through nostalgia. Things. It's like they know that the joints are weak, so they just put an extra coat of paint on it. It's like, oh, <laughs> let's paint this nostalgia over it. That'll make it better. I mean, I'm going to watch it. But it can only this? carry you so far. Yeah. yeah. Nostalgia in the last episode is good, I thought. But I saw the ending coming, you know, like three episodes ago. Exactly and Picard's like, and, and I love Patrick Stewart, but man, he's like a thousand years old. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's old because he's got old man voice at this point. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is real weak, but they're going to do another to season. What to say? I think there's two more. Didn't they, they, they get renewed already for the third season? Dang. I don't know, but Whoopi Goldberg's going to be in it next season, though. Yeah. Oh, there. That's what we need. More hats. <laughs> <laughs> the hat budget's going to... I wonder if they're going to CG the hats at this point because they're too heavy for her neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, so what do we rate the episode then, everybody? We'll start with you, Ben, because you like it. Yeah, I give it a seven and a half. That's like two too high. I had to see if that's your eighth highest ranking so far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give this five. Do you work for Vulture, Ben? Just an episode. He's he's good friends with Weinrich (laughs) Kobel. I go to his grave every year. (laughs) Every year, I fly to Germany. Jesus, it's a hell of a trick. Uh, Yeah, I, I give it a five. It's okay. It's an okay episode. Just okay. I think they, they all bought the, the science too quickly. and yeah. I'm struggling with what to give this one as a score. Like, like I want to say six and a half, but I feel like it's just a, just a bit much. Like, I want to say like six and a quarter. All right, you're gonna, we've never had a quarter before, I think. I'm going to be an asshole and say like it's six and a quarter. I think there's something about it that like, something about some things that they were saying, like felt very resonant for me like at this current time in our society like her psychotherapy sessions they were i can't remember exactly what it was but it was something about like you know like appreciating people and stuff like that you know and i was like i think it just kind of it hit like a like an emotional chord for me you never know who's gonna get coronavirus next it's honestly true (laughs) um people who go to church on easter um, rich people because they'll get tested, but we won't know because they can't. They won't test us. That's what will happen. I was talking to uh, my coworker the other day, and this dummy was telling me he's like, "Yeah, not too many people were at church this last week." I was like, "Why are you still going to church? What's <laughs> Why are you at the office?" Happy, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. No, I get that, but do I mean why did you go to you go to a large crowd of people and now you come to the office and infect me? Yeah, exactly. Maintain six feet. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, 
I went to Rite Aid the other day to pick up a prescription and I really was mad that I had to like, I had to go at this particular time. And they've got like, when you wait in line, they've got it like marked off to wait yeah. six feet from the next person. Awesome. But when you walk down the aisles, you people just, them. people just, yeah, will practically bump <laughs> into you. And I'm like, I'm wearing like my, my decorative face mask, just like get the fuck away from me. Like I was hoping that at the very least that looking like a complete fucking lunatic would get people to leave me alone. You know, it would be great now if you want to keep people away from you is to start dressing like Dracula. <laughs> and just like, as you come up on people, like throw your cape. Done. <laughs> I, in my closet right now, I have my black robes. I was going to, I forgot to wear Let's it tonight. Let's all start wearing capes. Yeah. I have a cape. The, this could be the best thing to come out of this whole I have pandemic. a cape. I will absolutely wear it. Here's my. If See, I've, get... got, I've got my plague masks. Uh, that finally came in. I think Jenny saw it, didn't you? I'm just going to start dressing yes. like, like Dennis. You what? just basically want us all to dress like old plague doctors. That's... Or just wear capes. No, not the plague doctor thing, because that's all like people are too into that plague doctor. Yeah, stuff. we need to see Ben's plague doctor mask. People are too into that. People are so into that. That's it's so like last week. Yeah, I'm over. I'm over the plague doctor OMG. stuff at this point. I think Ben I was want, into the plague doctor. I just want everybody to just start wearing capes, like Lando or something. You know. All right, I could wear a short cape. Yeah. You know, a little capelet. Is that what it's called, the capelet? I don't know. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> How do you give a blowjob wearing that thing, Ben? <laughs> you just lift the mask up like this. <laughs> you merely were adopting the coronavirus where I was born to it. You put it on backwards so it looks like the, the play doctor is trying to get away from your crotch. <laughs> These are not conducive to having a discussion. That's awesome. I love it. What's the design on yours, Jenny? I can't see. Is that it's a bunch Donkey of, Kong? Uh, yeah, it's Donkey Kong. Oh. And like a bunch of, uh, bunch of Mario. Basically, it's like a Mario Kart kind of theme. It's a Nintendo. Uh, nice. My son would love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I saw Wario. Yeah, there's, a, there's Waluigi. That's my man. Waluigi. <laughs> That's my man. Why is he just an upside down L? Waluigi, number one. No, Wario. Yeah. My daughter used to make these and sell them at conventions. And she still had a few left. I'm like, give me one. Give me, I needed to live. I need a I need my apocalyptic fashion statement. All right, everybody. Well, there's the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Our down it six by What'd you say? Six? Yeah. Okay. okay. So Jenny gave it a six point five two five. Um I gave it a five and a half. Ben with a seven and a half. Wow. And Dennis with the six. So there you go. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for downloading the episodes. I know everything's kind of crazy right now. There's a lot of weird shit going on, but we're still going to be here giving you the dork trick business. And we'll be back next week with a, with a new episode, a very sad episode. Very sad. And uh, check out Bell and Dubs in the morning. Yes. Yes. Oh, you guys are both on it this week. Oh, which one? Nice. Uh, the, the cooking competition. Uh, so did the did the voice work out? I haven't heard it yet. Okay. I told Justin he's he put it together. He was already working on it anyway, and I was like, you know what? I don't have time anyway. I'm just gonna wait till it's out, and I'll be surprised. Cool. Um, 
Hey, if you want to put together like a Bell and Dubs like promo, I'll put it before the show so people mm. whatever like let them know. I'll get Justin to do it. Right. <laughs> Boom, done. I've been listening to it on Stitcher. It's available wherever podcasts are sold. Wow. I, we really lost control. I really lost control of this fast. Take it over. <laughs> yes, well, podcasting is hard. It is, but you guys do a great job, and I and I, I have a lot of fun doing those voices on the show, so it's cool. I really appreciate it. Of course. The first episode sounded great. Thank y'all. Yeah, have mm-hmm. you guys gotten to record Dean yet? Uh, I think we need no. To, we need yeah, to you guys need to do it. That. Okay, all right. Well, I'll record Dean. Just let me know when you need to do it, and we can work on it. Uh, two weeks. Okay. I'll talk to Dean. We're talking to Dean tomorrow because we're playing D&D tomorrow, and then we'll figure it out. Cool. All right. Well, you guys have a stay safe. Yes. Six feet apart. Wash your hands. Dress like Dracula. Dress Wear like capes. Dracula. Wear capes. But seriously, be, be careful out there, okay? Have a great time, and we'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Bye. I don't understand. Thank you.